Welcome to the Athena Wellness Podcast, the show that invites you to take a seat around the community fire and listen to stories that inspire. I'm your host, Kathy Robinson, author, coach, and founder of Athena Wellness, a company that's dedicated to supporting you on your journey to live more wholeheartedly. Hello, and welcome to episode 51. Thanks so much for joining me. Our guest today is Julia Prisco, a Wall Street vet turned certified financial planner who has a holistic approach to money management. And she's got an interesting backstory. Julia's parents came to the U.S. from the Ukraine with Julia and her brother when they were just kids. Watching her parents work hard to make a new life in America inspired Julia's career path. Her parents were avid savers but wary investors, which she felt was the missing link. She now helps others fulfill their full financial potential with a process she calls Life Planner, which you'll hear more about during the show. We cover a range of topics, including what holistic money management is and why that approach is beneficial, the surprising impact the pandemic has had on attitudes toward money, the impact of our upbringing on our beliefs, emotions, and approach to finances and how we can rewrite that story, and practical steps to enhance our relationship with money. We end this episode with our Dose of Inspiration segment, where Julia shares some of the things that are lighting her up these days. And as always, I'll put links to those items and Julia's contact information in the show notes. And now on to the show. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Julia, welcome to the Athena Wellness Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Kathy. It's my pleasure to be here. So please share a bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. Um, So I am a financial advisor with Raymond James. I really prefer to call myself a life planner. I I think uh, the main thing is kind of figuring out what the big picture is and then backing that into what are the pieces you should be putting in place to get you there. I love that word, life planner. You had me at life planner. I love it. It's great. (laughs) I think that's what it's all about, right? (laughs) So let's start with the basics then. Um, What is holistic money management and why is this approach beneficial? Sure. So it goes back to the life planning we were just speaking about. I think um, as a culture and as in the times we're in right now, everybody's kind of on this hamster wheel trying to get to somewhere. We're all racing and we're all working hard, but where is it that we're trying to go to? I think many people don't take the step back to figure that piece out. So holistic money management is really stopping and planning that out. What is it that we're trying to get to? And it's involves both short-term goals, you know, in the next few years, um, medium-term goals in the 10 to 15-year time frame, and then really big picture. What do we want to do, you know, during our working years and then after our working years? What does that look like? And as people are living longer and longer, that part has you know, really um, benefited from more planning. So hopefully everyone lives a, a long, healthy life and retirement can be 20 to 30 years. So what does that piece look like? We really plan from today to through and past retirement, the big picture. And I, I think once you have the big picture and what it, all the things that you want to achieve in life are and the goals and what type of life you want to lead, 
then you can back into, well, what are the things you should be doing right now? And that's where the planning starts. And But the planning has to fit into your big picture. Um, so it's really looking into what are the pieces you should have in place to get to that life that you want to lead. And to me, it, the, the goal is really to lead your best life. And, you know, to the, everyone has a different definition of what that is, but to really make it individual for each person and to make sure that they're on the right path to get there. What came to mind is this idea of unique reverse engineering, right? You're trying to get to what that person wants to do and then kind of take it back, which I, I love that approach. There was a recent New York Times article on how the pandemic has shifted attitudes towards money that now it's less about wealth generation and more about enjoying our time. And I really found that refreshing and really uplifting, like almost a bright spot that's come out of this past year. So I'm curious if you've seen this shift in any of your clients of, you know, in the conversations that you've had over the last couple of months. Absolutely. I think the pandemic has made everyone slow down and kind of take stock of life and what's important. You know, and people have taken um, a new approach to what is important. And I think generationally, it's been a shift where it's not as much about status. It's more about, you know, the status symbols, the car, the house, but more about life and what you do with life. I think the pandemic accelerated that even more. Mm -hmm. So I think definitely people are looking at, and this kind of circles back to what I was saying, what do you do in your life? What, what is the best life you can lead? It's not about things per se, but much more about the life and what will you get out of it. But I think definitely the pandemic has uh, created that shift. I think also the pandemic has put people in a different position. Um, savings rates are at all time highs. So many clients are out of debt that they used to be in. And all of a sudden people see that all these um, daunting goals before are very doable. Mm. And I, I think in some ways it's empowered people that now, you know, it feels good to save, you know, once you can get over that hurdle. I think people are like, no, we, we like having money in the bank. It feels much better. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think there's definitely been a shift due to the pandemic. Makes your job a little easier, right? You've been preaching this for years, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it became like, you know, what we've talked about in theory has become practice, really, you know, so that right. once they see it um, in the real world and in, in their real lives, it, it definitely um, hits home more yeah. than, than before. Absolutely. That's great. You know, and on the flip side of that, of course, there's the whole psychology around money. It seems to be a very mysterious and weighty topic. It's never just about the actual exchange of money. Can you speak a little bit about why that's the case? I think money is interesting in many ways. I think we grow up in households where money is treated a certain way. And however we grew up is kind of embedded in us. Many of us don't realize uh, whatever we saw growing up is part of who we are and how we treat money. Uh, sometimes there's things to be looked at from from that perspective. Um, you know, d- depending on what background is, I think overall there is a lot of worry about money. You know, for people who both have it and people who don't have it, and it, it comes from I, I think um, a lot of uncertainty about what what that money can lead to, or is it enough? Isn't it enough? How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? Um, and to me, it really, I, I think the important piece about money is understanding. Like, I'm a big, big believer in education. I, I tell all my clients, it is your money. You should understand what is happening with it. So to me, it's very important to 
it, it doesn't have to be down to the nitty gritty, but to have a basic understanding of how much money you have, what that money is meant for, and what to do with that money, and to really know what your path is, um, how, how you're going to reach those goals that, that we spoke about previously. So uh, I think the more people know about their money and understand, the more comfortable they are with it. You know, at, at the end of the day, it's a tool to get you somewhere. And it's how effectively you use that tool, as opposed to le- letting that tool control you and keep you up at night, I, I think is really the key of um, gaining a healthier relationship towards money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that knowledge is power when it comes to this, right? I, I think with it, with regards to anything, but especially with this, you know, I, I think too many people suffer from worry. And so many times it's not warranted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You you mentioned the the generational impact and speaking from somebody whose parents were born in the 1920s, whether they remembered it or not, there was a lot of depression mentality, probably from their parents, right? This this feeling of and it was fear and it was scarcity. Not that they ever experienced it like they did when they were kids, but that really carries over. It's like almost like an imprint. Um, can you talk a little bit about that connection between beliefs and emotions when it comes to finances, in particular, how we might rewrite those stories? Um, and if you have an example of um, somebody's money story that you'd like to share, obviously anonymously, but an example that you can give us where somebody was actually able to make that turnaround. Right. Sure. Um, I, I think way too often we're led by emotions when we make money decisions. A lot of times we listen to the news and we're blasted with you know, CNBC and the market's doing this. And it it almost, um, it generates this kind of, everyone wants to jump in when the market's doing well, and then everyone wants to flee when the market's not doing well. So I, it comes back to, I, I think, very much about educating yourself, understanding what's happening, why you make certain decisions with your money. And this circles back to, um, I deal a lot with female clients, uh, especially women who are coming out of divorce. Um, One great example of this is uh, a woman I started working with who was married many years. The husband had taken care of the finances. When they got divorced, she was on her own. Uh, We started working together. She told me that she would never understand this piece, that it was above her. She, She just couldn't do it. And I told her, let's start with little steps. And little by little, we, we started working through the pieces. Each decision we made, we made together. I would explain why we're doing it, why we're approaching things a certain way. Little by little, she started understanding. And then within, I want to say probably a year, she told me, she's like, I get it now. And a transformation had happened with her. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, it went from money being something that was very daunting and caused her a lot of worry to something that she felt empowered about. Now that she knew what to do, she knew how to do it. She knew what steps she had to take to get where she wanted to be. There really is a shift. I, I think that happens once you really understand and you make your decisions based on certain facts or certain information as opposed to emotional. And emotions will always be part of the decision. But I, I think to acknowledge that as part of the decision is important as well to, to understand that part of what you're doing is because you've decided you wanted to do it as opposed to just looking at facts, but knowing that combining the two, that you're looking at the repercussions and the benefits of making that decision, kind of making the best decision for yourself, I think is key. Mm -hmm. 
I love that word empowerment when it comes to to money. And I think that's something that even for those of us like you and I who have you know, worked on Wall Street as part of our career, it does take some time to really embody that. Um, you know, you were trained in that. I was I was on the other side, on the on the audit side of that. But mm-hmm. um, I think what was really powerful for me is this understanding that money is is nothing more than energy. Um, for our listeners who are looking for ways to enhance their relationship with money, what are some practical steps they can take to build financial literacy as well as a financial toolbox? So I do think even before diving into the finances, I would take that step back and build your plan and figure out where they are right now. Um, what what things, what are their goals? If they have debt, if they have um, certain things that they want to do right now, then kind of draw that out to what are the things they want to do in the short term, medium term, and long term. Once they have that overall framework in place, I think it's really looking at, well, what is going to get me there? And to me, the key piece of Uh, financial planning is really starting with your budget, you know, working on budgets, you know, uh, look, look up different spreadsheets, look at the money coming in, look at the money going out. Whenever I speak to audiences, I I always say that, you know, it's so easy to swipe that credit card, but do we really know how we're spending our money? And I, I think oftentimes people do not, you know, they, they get these huge credit card bills at the end of the month, but they don't really know where their money has gone. So really take a look and see, is that what you want it to be? And if not, start making little changes. Right along with that, once you get a sense of money coming in, money going out, what is the piece that's left over? Is there money there that you could do something with? Could that be put into a bucket for your short-term goals and medium-term goals, long-term goals? So until you really understand where you are right now, I don't think you can get a sense of how to get to other places. So I, I really encourage uh, all my clients and people I speak to to really take that step back, build that plan, figure out where it is that you're going, and then look at what tools you have to get there. Uh, once you have those pieces in place, I would just try to educate yourself as much as possible about, well, what are the tools I can use once I have this either portfolio build up or these savings? Well, what's the best use of that money? How can I get that money to grow? What do I need to think about? And then if, if there's someone you want to work with, really finding the right person to be by your side, I, I really feel, for me personally, I, I become a partner with my clients in this journey. We, we, we build out the plan just as I spoke about, and then how do we figure out how to get there? Mm-hmm. But with, at each step and at each hub, making sure that my clients understand what we're doing, why we're doing, and how we're going to uh, progress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very helpful. So for somebody who's listening, who has never worked with a financial planner before, if they wanted to get a sense of where they are so they could even educate themselves so they can ask the right questions when they meet with somebody like you, your suggestion then is do that short-term, long-term view. And this is less about dollars and more about life goals. Exactly. Exactly what they want their life to look like. So what that life looks like in, at, at a high level, when the retirement's going to be, what they want to do in their retirement and so on. And then I would think, and we didn't talk about this, the importance of paying down debt um, and also saving for retirement from a compounding standpoint. Can you talk about where that would come in the mix? Sure. So when you lay out that budget uh, and you see what resources you have to work with, I am a big believer in the bucket approach. Kind of draw your buckets. One bucket is debt. You want to pay off that debt. 
Uh, you set a goal for yourself. And I encourage these goals to be realistic goals. You know, you don't want to get frustrated and give up the goal. So if you have a certain amount of debt, say you say, you know, within three to five years, I want to get rid of that debt. And then you back into, well, what does that mean each month? And that becomes your small attainable goal. You, you could um, see your progress with that goal. And the same with retirement. If there's a certain lifestyle you want in retirement, you can come up with some idea of what does that mean? How much money do I need to put aside for retirement? Again, you have your retirement bucket. You have you know, 10, 15, 20 years before retirement. If I want to reach that retirement bucket goal, what does that mean I should be doing right now? And you put a piece of that excess into the retirement buckets. So I'm a big believer in breaking it down into small achievable steps and then monitoring your progress. If it's not working out, then maybe you have to change your buckets. Maybe you have to change your steps. But continually uh, encourage yourself to move forward as opposed to getting stuck and saying, it's not working. I give up. I'm done. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing before we get on to our dose of inspiration segment, if we had to, speaking of buckets, put listeners into buckets of younger generation and an older generation, what would be some takeaways for each of them? So they've done their life plan. They kind of have a sense. But what are some fine tuning that happens earlier in life that would be most beneficial and that could happen later in life that would be most beneficial? Sure. Um, the earlier you start, the better. It could be small little pieces you're putting into the bucket. The younger you are, you know, I, I have kids out of college who start looking at these things. So it might seem like you know retirement is far, far off. And it is. But it's those small steps you do right now. You're not going to feel those small pieces that you're putting into your retirement bucket. But your later self will thank you. For, for doing those small pieces. So I think even if retirement seems far off and your goals seem far off, if you could still do those small pieces now, will really, really impact your whole future and make the planning process much easier. Uh, with, with regards to uh, older generations, I, I think it's really looking at what retirement looks like for you. What does that mean? I, I often find that clients are hesitant to really um, share what their ideal retirement looks like. Mm -hmm. And it, it's really about looking at, you know, how could we get you to your best life? Is that feasible? Uh, a lot of people are so worried about their money that they don't realize they can lead that life that they're hoping to lead, that they're worried about spending it. Mm -hmm. Some people can't, but without knowing that plan, you could be missing out on opportunities that are just sitting there in front of you. So again, uh, even if you're a few years from retirement or you're at retirement, I really think it makes sense to sit down and A, lay out your ideal retirement and B, see how feasible that is. Maybe you do have to tweak some things, but don't miss opportunities that are there either. At the closer you get to retirement, it's really more of a matter of how much can you put into action at that point, mm -hmm. but uh, really looking at it realistically and figuring that piece out. Perfect. Great. Thank you. You know, our listeners love to learn more about our guests and also some of the things that are inspiring them. So a couple of questions for you. What is your favorite wellness practice or what's a recent wellness win? My favorite practice is really making sure that exercise is part of my everyday routine. Uh, when the pandemic hit and life was upside down and everybody was home and we had a very full house, all routines went out the window and I was miserable. You know, it, it was a hard time for everybody, uh, but I really didn't feel I had my, my base. 
So uh, I think a few months into the pandemic, I made myself every morning work out like I used to. Mm-hmm. And putting that piece in place really formed the foundation for me to be able to do everything else. And all of a sudden I felt stronger and I felt back to normal. Mm-hmm. So I really think it's um, important to put whatever your routine is in place, but kind of stick to it and uh, make sure you find time for yourself. Mm-hmm. I love it. Thank you. Uh, what's been, a, well, you actually shared a recent struggle, um, but where are you focusing your wellness efforts these days as, th- as things are easing up? I think really finding the time to uh, slow down and to catch my breath. Uh, I I find that, you know, everybody's been home pretty much in my house the whole time. We've all been home together for a year and a half and it's been great. Uh, But there's very little uh, alone time and me time. So I I really think it's important to find that half hour, hour a day. I love going out for a run and just having that peaceful time just to be alone with my thoughts and to really focus on what I'm feeling and and making sure that I'm in a good spot so I could do everything else well. That's very wise. Um, what have you read or listened to lately that you enjoyed? Um, I, I loved, um, my daughter actually, uh, encouraged me to read, uh, it's a series, uh, my, my brilliant friends. Uh, I believe it's four books, four books. Uh, and I, I'm blanking on the author, but, uh, it, it, I, I love reading. I, I love finding the time to read, which is definitely challenging, <laughs> but really just being transported to a, a different world. You know, it has nothing to do with finance. It has nothing to do with the pandemic. It was just a, a really good, um, different series uh, about just two friends through their whole journey of being very little to, um, not not to the end, but to, to old age. And it was just uh, a very, very interesting story set in Italy uh, about these two girls and just their, their different paths. Great. Well, I'll find that. I'll put that in the show notes for sure. That's perfect. Uh, what new thing or experience are you looking forward to trying? New thing. I, I'm looking forward to getting back to traveling, but uh, that's not that new. It's just been a while. So uh, it, it definitely feels uh, long. You'd be surprised how many guests have given me that answer. The same. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been a long time. We, I think we like our travels. And uh, for me personally, just uh, like I've mentioned to you, Kathy, before, uh, just a, a big move happening in my life, going back into the city and just going from the suburbs to an urban lifestyle. I'm, I'm excited about the, the different lifestyle that's. Uh, that's ahead of us. That is exciting. Wow. That's wonderful. Um, envision the perfect road trip. Speaking of traveling, where do you go? What do you do? Uh, I have to say last year we went on this road trip and it was probably the perfect road trip for us. Uh, we decided to rent an RV, which everybody was doing last summer. So we actually ended up with a very bad RV. So that piece <laughs> I, I, I would change. But just to be in nature, uh, we love to hike. We we love to walk. We we love to just sit outside. We love to try different, you know, restaurants in different towns. So really, being able to drive the RV to different places and just see um, nature and the simplicity and just the quiet was uh, amazing. Where did you? I'm just curious. Where did you head to? So we went up to we we started Rhode Island. We went up to Maine, and we ended in New Hampshire. Perfect. So just beautiful. You know, you forget how many beautiful areas are in this country. Right. You know, we're always thinking, let's go to Europe. Let's do this. But um, there's so much, so many places here we haven't explored yet. That's great. I love that. Uh, what has you feeling inspired these days? What's lighting you up? I am inspired by it that I, I feel like hopefully we're coming to an end all, of all of this. I, I think uh, we, we all just need uh, a breath of fresh air. We need to 
go out and do things again. Um, it's so good to see people again. It's been such a long time. So I'm very inspired that hopefully the end of this is near and that we can go back to normal, whatever that normal is now, which will definitely be different. But I am very excited to start living and doing things again. That's great. And then what has you optimistic about the future? I think some of the lessons that we learned now during the pandemic that I feel like in some ways it was a return to basics. Um, I, I remember in the beginning of the pandemic, uh, my daughter and I would go out for a run. There were so many people playing outside and families just outside, not everybody driving. Um, I, I thought it was an amazing time in, in some ways, um, obviously a, a very difficult time. But I, I think just that return to basics was very neat to see. And I, I'm hoping that people keep a piece of that. I, I feel like we as a family definitely will because it, it definitely opened our eyes. We were always running different directions. Uh, but it was nice to slow down. So um, I'm hoping that out of this awful time that many of us will will take some good lessons learned out of it and, and, and hold on to them. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. Um, so what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you? Uh, the easiest is probably if, if you want to go to my website, uh, there's a ton of information there. It's www.raymondjames.com slash Julia Prisco. And there's a contact me form on there. And that's the easiest way to contact me. Okay, great. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes. That's wonderful. Well, I can't thank you enough. This is such an important and insightful conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Kathy. Thank you so much for joining me today. I know there are many ways you can spend your time. Thank you for choosing to spend it with me. Until our paths cross again, be kind to yourself and show your warrior spirit some love. If you know anyone who could benefit from today's episode, please pass it on. And many thanks for supporting the show by subscribing and leaving a review. It means a lot and it helps others find their way to our circle. If you'd like to access the show notes, have a question you'd like addressed on a future episode, or would like a transcript of this episode, visit www.athenawellness.com slash podcast. Until next time, be well.